This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with the V8 Supercar Champion, Jamie Winkup, and also speak to NASCAR rookie, Marcus Ambrose. I hope you'll stay with us. First up, it became one of the more controversial interviews of 2009, when I spoke to Jamie Winkup on Saturday after he clinched his second V8 Supercar Championship and asked him why he was saying he was so lacking motivation at the beginning of the season, which he was dominating. By round three of the championship, most of the people in the paddock were calling him arrogant. Yeah, that, hey, that's, that's what sport's all about, to try to perform at your best all the time. Um, no, I, I didn't. For what you mentioned there, I, I wasn't aware of any of that. I just, I just go and do my job to the best of my ability, and if that comes across arrogant, well, that's 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 not right, you know. But um, no, hey, I'm a huge team performance. You know, we all uh, we all battle it out, and we've, we're all motivated to keep the number one on the door, and that's exactly what we've done. Because as I follow the youth season through, as I said, there was this talk, and obviously it wasn't coming back to you, which is probably a good thing that there was this arrogance and wing cups becoming arrogant he's winning too easy and then when that seemed to drop that's when you're talking about your form slump and and now i'm hearing from your discussions that you're talking about you found it hard to come into the season i'm just you know I, I, there was such seemed like a, such a disparity you looked like you were top of your game you looked like mentally physically everything was right the team was right behind you too yeah yeah oh no we we um of course we're going to show and not not show any weaknesses or anything like that we're going to go out there and put in our best performance without doubt um you know sometimes that you just you just keep getting nailed down you know nailed down nailed down and everyone wants wants a piece and sometimes you just got to focus on driving the car and it's the, the more winning you do, the, the harder that becomes just to focus on driving the car, and that's what I want to do. So um, that arrogance comes from me just trying to concentrate on doing my job the best of my ability, and, and anyone in my position wouldn't do any different. You know, if if I wasn't to do that, well, then I'd uh, you guys wouldn't even want to talk to me because I'd I'll be running mid pack or maybe you know towards the back. So. That's that's just the way it goes. I, I hate being called that, but um, you just got to do what you got to do. You talk about now winning two championships, and I'm sorry this sounds so negative. I didn't mean it to be, but you've won two championships, and you, you you're saying I've got to look for the focus again. Is is someone like um, another Vodafone partner, as it were, at the Brisbane Lions? Someone like a Michael Voss who won three AFL premierships. Is that the sort of people you need to sort out to to talk about this mental toughness? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone that's um, that, that's performed at their best for three or four years is um, has a special ability, without doubt. So any anyone in any sport, um, I'd love to be able to crack their brains and work out what makes them tick for sure. Sheedy's here this weekend, actually. Yeah, hey, he knows all about it for sure. You know, just performing right up, top-notch stuff for for long periods of time. It's it's a lot different than just going out there and building everything up and going and doing a good job but backing it up year after year is is a big deal i've got a lot of respect for people that can do that so now you look at tomorrow's race and then a 10-week break how are you going to address that as the champion i'm going to take some time off i'm uh i'm raced out i must admit where you get this motivation of going back to back championships that's that keeps you going once that's done it's uh 
I can see the finish line. You know, I just I really need to um, really need to have a break now. I'm I'm spent and I just break. I just want to get. It. I I wish I could just get all the all the team together and we can all get in a big bus and disappear into the middle of Australia somewhere and just uh, reflect on what we've done. That that'd be the ultimate for me. Marcus Ambrose has just completed his first full season at the top of NASCAR, gaining quite a healthy reputation, becoming one of the most popular drivers in the series. I had a chance to speak to him about his year. And so 2008, I did 11 starts, uh, missed once. Um, so I should have done 12 but you're so scattered because it's so new and you're racing these guys for the first time you hit the tracks for the first time it's very hard to survive um, and try and stay on the lead lap it's very very challenging this year because you're racing with everybody every week you really start at the same level to start the year it gives you a huge opportunity to really blend into the sport at the top level and get comfortable with running uh, against them on a weekly basis when you come in from the outside for a couple of races they don't trust you, they don't want to be around you they don't catch any breaks um, you know, you, you basically just the whipping boy, you know and uh, you get picked on and so as you can prove your worth and, and be running at the front and be there on merit uh, it really does uh, change the way that you're, you're treated in the races and you become one of the guys yeah, and that, that makes a big difference you, you this year though had that yellow stripe on the back, yep. and that too carries its own uh, its own detriment, its own whipping boy mentality to the guys around you, and you didn't get to run for the Robestus Rookie of the Year at the same time. Yeah, I felt pretty ripped off. I mean, I had to go to all the rookie meetings uh, before uh, before practice started, so you, you've got to be at the track an hour and a half earlier, and then you know I got to run the rookie stripe on the back, and everyone picks on you because of that. Uh, and then you don't get to win the money at the end, you know. I mean, we, we basically had the whole thing wrapped up if we were eligible um, for it about 10 races before the end. But, you know, not to be. And, uh, and, and I missed the title of being the Rookie of the Year, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I've done enough. I mean, I, it was a judgment call in 2008. Should I only do seven and then be eligible next year or would I never get the chance? So for me, it was all about getting me in the car now. If I've got an opportunity to race, I'm going to do it. Um, in 2008 and I think it worked out in my advantage because it gave me more chances to be ready for 2009. I think going into the second Talladega race you had the best average finish of anyone on the super speedways. Can you put put to us what that actually, that mentality of super speedway racing Daytona Talladega? Well that was just luck. I mean you know I missed some crashes in all the races before that and managed to finish so th- th- there was no mastery of skill there and in Talladega I caught up in the crash anyway so uh, it's ran, those races are fairly, fairly random. Um, anybody can win them. Anyone can crash them. It's just the way it is. I mean, it's not, it's not my style of racing that I prefer, but, you know, there's four of them, and you just try to survive. Is it just that mentality right from the first day of practice? I've got to get through this weekend any way I can. Well, the practices and everything is fairly laid back because you know that no matter how fast or slow your car is in the draft, it doesn't matter. So you really, it's, it's a challenge to get yourself revved up for the race because you know that it's such a random event at that point. I mean, there's a lot of skill in getting to the front. There's a lot of skill in putting yourself in good positions, a lot of skill in moving around the air to, get, to take advantage. But you only ever get to experience that when the green flag drops because maximum practice, you're only going to get 15, 20 cars in a pack. Well, when there's 43 in the pack, it's a very different... You're running different speeds. You're running six, seven mile an hour faster, so... 
you know, you can't really prepare for it. You don't know what your car's going to do until you put yourself in that position. I reckon I know what the low light is, but what was the highlight of the year for you? Uh, well, you know, clearly the, the error I made, and it was a forced error, it wasn't unforced at Montreal, was pretty much the low point, no doubt. I think the highlight may be just even the last race. I mean, I passed Jimmy Johnson for the lead of the race, four-time champion, uh, putting everything he can in to win that race because it was going to secure the championship for him. And I passed him for the lead. Only lasted five laps because I got a flat tyre. But um, just just a really a great moment for us as a team to say, you know what, I mean, we're here. We're doing it. We're, we're passing four-time champion for the lead on merit. I mean, we didn't luck into it. It, you know, it. it was there for us to have. And and the year before that race, I mean, I could not get out of my own way. I qualified 41st, um, got lapped twice before I crashed. You know, it was just a bad day. And for us to then, 12 months later, you know, the snapshot between the two events, it, you know, it's, it's huge. And, uh, and I feel really proud. I think that was probably my proudest moment of the year was being able to pass Jimmy for the lead. If you're a follower of NASCAR, then you'll want to go to Parramatta City Raceway this weekend where one of the biggest names in NASCAR racing, the two-time Sprint Cup champion, Tony Stewart, will be jumping into a sprint car to get back to his roots in the dirt. It's been a long while since Oval Track Racing has had such a big star down under and certainly a night to look forward to. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.